Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month, February 2021. Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month is a compilation of the weird, disturbing, and downright baffling stories currently happening in our world. From UFOs to serial killers, ancient sites, mysterious creatures, and even ghosts, these are the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for February 2021. Number 5. Kevin Gavin In November of 2015, the NYPD reported the death of Myrtle McKinney, an 82-year-old woman. She was found dead on her kitchen floor at the Carter G. Woodson Houses in Brownsville, Brooklyn. A diabetic and hypertensive, Myrtle was believed to have died of natural causes. However, as her remains were being prepared for burial, a funeral director spotted something strange. Found on the deceased was a single knife wound in the back of her neck. A murder investigation was then immediately launched. 
Tenants at the public housing for seniors were shocked to hear about McKinney's tragedy. What they always thought to be a heart attack turned out to be murder. Four years later, while the McKinney murder investigation was still going on, another horrifying incident struck the quiet Brooklyn complex. In April of 2019, a grandson of the 83-year-old Jacolia James discovered the latter dead inside her flat on the 11th floor. Respondents found her lying face down with bruises on her face and neck that indicated a strangling. Grief and terror enveloped the senior residents. With McKinney's case still unsolved, now this time with James, everyone was paranoid. Family and relatives of tenants requested the management, New York Housing Authority, for more surveillance cameras and safety upgrades. The establishment promised to answer the request, but for some unknown reason, the project was halted. Then, yet another murder took place at the Carter G. Woodson. It was as if this community was bedeviled by terror and tragedy, and this time it was 78-year-old Juanita Caballero. On January 15, 2021, Caballero was found dead with a telephone cord wrapped around her neck. This latest incident prompted New York police to step up their efforts in finding the culprit. On January 21st, less than a week after the latest murder, the detectives from the NYPD's 7th Precinct took to social media to announce the capture of a man named Kevin Gavin. Gavin is now accused of murdering the three elderly women, McKinney in November of 2015, James in April of 2019, and Caballero in January of 2021. As discovered, Gavin lived in the same complex as the three victims. Forensic evidence, coupled with testimonies from unnamed witnesses, linked the suspect to the murders. Investigations further revealed that Gavin was someone who the women knew personally. It turned out the killer had run errands for some of the elderly tenants, including those who were killed, Also, police and public records brought some jarring revelations indicating the man's troubled past. He had already been arrested many times for drug trafficking and possession of illegal firearms. Although it is yet to be substantiated, investigators believe that Gavin may have murdered the trio over money. Just recently, he was made to appear online for his arraignment on the multiple murder charges. Number 4. UFO Sightings in L.A. and Pakistan If there's anything that can bring people from different countries and cultures together, it's probably the unknown. In January of 2021, the social media sphere exploded with news of two UFO sightings. These latest sightings were considered to be the clearest yet. The first one was spotted in Los Angeles, California, An eyewitness was taking photos while cruising on the 101 freeway when all of a sudden she noticed something strange hovering in the darkening sky. She immediately snapped images of the unknown flying object with a trail of lights following behind it. She later explained that everything happened so fast. The strange vessel was only visible for a few seconds, but still she managed to take three consecutive pictures. 
These images show the disc-shaped UFO in different positions of the graying sky. As is always the case, the authenticity of the images was taken with a grain of salt. Internet experts tried to verify if the pictures had been tweaked in Photoshop. However, much to everyone's surprise, they turned out to be real. While the people were still clamoring over that sensational UFO sighting in LA, there was another breaking news story about a bizarre flying vessel floating in the sky. And this time, it was spotted in an entirely other part of the world. A pilot of the Pakistan International Airlines, or PIA, claims to have spotted what he described to be a very shiny, unidentified flying object. The unnamed pilot was operating a regular flight to Lahori from Karachi when he captured a video of the UFO. Sources for a major Pakistani news channel said that the sighting occurred near Rahim Yar Khan, a provincial city in Punjab, Pakistan. In an interview, the pilot said that the circular disc appeared to be extremely bright despite the presence of sunlight. Spotting such an object in such bright daylight is close to impossible. The man further explained that the thing he saw was more of a space station or perhaps an artificial planet hovering near the Earth. In another statement, the pilot said that the UFO seemed to have been built completely out of a shiny metal with its brilliant light emanating from its center. And the PIA pilot wasn't the only one who witnessed the anomaly in the sky. A lot of residents in Rahim Yar Khan sworn to have seen the shiny disc up above them. Several people even managed to take videos of the phenomenon, which they have since posted online. The mysteries surrounding the UFO sightings in LA and Pakistan, though, have yet to be solved. Number 3. Exoneration of Edward Lee Howard Edward Lee Howard was convicted in 1994 for the murder of Georgia Kemp. The 84-year-old woman was found dead in her home in Lowndes County, Mississippi in 1992. An autopsy conducted confirmed that she died from two stab wounds and that her injuries were consistent with that of sexual assault. Records didn't exactly reveal how Howard got mixed into the investigation, but at the time of his arrest, the man was unemployed and living with a relative who happened to be Kemp's neighbor. Right after the arrest was made, the medical examiner who conducted the autopsy suddenly recalled seeing bite marks on the body a thing that was not mentioned in the original autopsy report. This prompted authorities to exhume the body and turn it over to an expert in bite mark analysis. This analyst was quick to confirm that the bites on Kemp's body were identical to that of Howard's teeth. However, the suspect's teeth were a mass-manufactured denture. Still, the man was convicted of the crime and was even sentenced to death in 1994. A retrial was made in 2000, but again, the conviction remained, as well as the death sentence. These decisions sparked controversy. People argued that the questionable bite mark testimony was the only thing that linked Howard to the crime scene. Moreover, the testimony was deemed unreliable. It was noted that the human skin is elastic, 
meaning bite marks can easily be distorted. Also, forensic specialists state that unless the perpetrator left his DNA on the bite, it's impossible for the mark to identify somebody. For 26 years, Howard served the wrongful sentence at Parchment Farm, Mississippi State Penitentiary, a high-security prison system in the Mississippi Delta. Thanks to the incessant calls, though, of family, friends, and supporters, the Mississippi Supreme Court once again granted the request for the defendant for a retrial in December of 2020. This time around, the court saw the flaws of the previous cases. In a major decision, the bite mark testimony was finally discredited. In effect, the case against Edward Howard Jr. was ultimately dismissed and his name removed from death row. On January 8, 2021, the man was exonerated and released from prison. The 66-year-old is now accommodated by the Mississippi Department of Corrections. He is currently working as a crew in a restaurant kitchen. Number 2. Tennessee Duck Hunter Found Dead On January 27, 2021, news broke out about a man who was accused of shooting and killing two fellow duck hunters. 70-year-old David Vowell, who came from Martin, Tennessee, was at the Real Foot Lake in the morning of that same day. There, he met two duck hunters, 26-year-old Chance Black and 25-year-old Zachary Grooms. It wasn't revealed if Vowell knew the two younger men previously or not. For an undisclosed reason, an argument of some sort ensued between the parties. Jeffrey Crabtree, who was hunting with the two victims, laid out the details of the altercation. He said that Vowell drove his boat into their hunting blind and knocked on the door. As soon as Grooms opened up, the man fired at him. Before the other two could react, the intruder fired again, this time at Black. By this time, Crabtree was able to grab a hold of the weapon and hit Vowell in the face with its butt. That temporarily knocked the assailant unconscious, giving Crabtree enough time to transfer his companions to another boat in an attempt to seek medical attention. As he drove away, he recalled seeing their shooter fleeing the scene on foot. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation issued an arrest warrant for Vowell, who was wanted on two accounts of first-degree murder. The public was also warned against him being considered armed and dangerous. The Bureau, together with the local authorities, conducted a search operation. It was rather challenging considering Real Foot Lake State Park is a large, extremely remote area settled between the Missouri and Kentucky borders. The lake itself is 15,000 acres wide, and there weren't enough boats to cover the entire expanse. Adding to the difficulty was the lay of the land, which at the time was particularly thick and muddy. In a video posted on social media, the Bureau showed the harsh condition that the party was dealing with during the manhunt operation. On the afternoon of January 31st, four days after the alleged shooting took place, Vowell was found dead in the area, not far from where Black and Grooms were shot. An autopsy was conducted, but the local authorities have yet to declare the cause of the man's death. 
Number one, Asia's most wanted drug kingpin arrested. The arrest of Asia's most wanted drug kingpin, Say Chi Lop, was certainly a big win for the Australian police. Chi Lop is a Chinese-born Canadian who allegedly heads the multinational mega-drug syndicate, The Company. The organization generates an estimated $70 billion of drug revenues every single year, and this gave Say the nickname Asian El Chapo, or Asian Pablo Escobar, the names of course referring to the infamous drug kingpins of Latin America. The Australian Federal Police, or AFP, believe that Mr. Say's cartel, which is sometimes called the Sam Gore Syndicate, is responsible for the influx of more than 70% of illegal drugs coming into that country. For that alone, the Australian police were very eager to nab the man who they strongly believed to be the one running the entire show. But like Escobar and El Chapo, Mr. Say's rise to prominence and eventual arrest was a rather complicated and interesting story, to say the least. Born in Guangdong Province, China, Say first got involved in the illegal business when he joined the Big Circle Gang, a crime group comprised of former Red Army Guards. In the 1980s, he moved to Canada and then later became a citizen. While there, he used his impressive diplomatic skills to forge lucrative alliances with unlikely groups. Whether it was the Russians of the Big Circle Boys or the Italians of the Rizzuto crime family, it didn't matter to say as long as he could do good business with them. However, he was later arrested in Canada for heroin conspiracy as he was locked up in a Canadian prison, Say began to build a much larger connection with the underworld. After serving nine years for the heroin case, the Chinese-Canadian was released and reportedly went back to Hong Kong. After a few short years, he single-handedly created an alliance comprising of at least five triads and criminal organizations. In turn, each of these groups was connected with other cartels operating throughout Asia, Europe, and even Australia. What made Say so popular among his peers was his distinct and unconventional way of managing things. It's said that while his foreign counterparts like Escobar and El Chapo would severely punish those who would flop in drug deals, the Chinese big boss would react differently. He would instead replenish the lost stock at no extra cost. Apparently, supply wasn't a problem, as the company held major control over the manufacturing and supply line of synthetic drugs like heroin and methamphetamine from the Golden Triangle, the lawless opium-producing region at the intersection of Southeast Asian countries, including Myanmar, Thailand, and Laos. From there, the narcotics were moved to nearby markets in Bangkok, Thailand, and even further to the east in Japan, as well as down to Australia. Despite the ever-intensifying efforts of Australian police to crack down on the supply entering the country, the drugs just kept coming. This prompted the country's authorities to work with 20 other law enforcement agencies from Asia, North America, and Europe in an investigation codenamed Operation Coonger. This investigation ran for more than 10 years 
and culminated in a much-anticipated arrest of the number one man, Sei Chi Lop. The arrest came with the help of Interpol, an agency that had been tracking the suspect since 2019. Finally, on January 22, 2021, 56-year-old Sei was arrested while en route to Canada from Taiwan. He was found during a stopover at Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport. The AFP is now seeking his extradition from the Netherlands to face trial. Say's arrest is now considered to be the most important development in the war on drugs waged not only by Australia, but also by the other countries which have long been plagued by the problem. So they are with the strange and scary mysteries of the month for February 2021. Every day we encounter strange and baffling stories that most of us don't know what to make of. These are just a handful, but there's still so many more to uncover. If you guys like this video, then please subscribe and hit the notification bell. We have new videos coming out every single week for you to check out. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon.